0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Thursday, September 2nd. You have all of the major U.S. equity futures indices up about 15 basis points. So that's about seven points on the S&P. That's about 50 points on the Dow, and that is about 30 points on the Nasdaq. So those are all about 15 basis points for U.S. equity futures. The major European indices are doing a tiny bit better. They're up about 25 to 30 basis points um, no dramatic movers in Europe, but you are seeing underperformance in basic resources and banks. So two core cyclical groups. You are seeing outperformance in healthcare and energy. Um, turning to Asia, the price action was um, mixed overall. So you had Japan, Hong Kong, both ended up small. The Shanghai Comp ended up 85 basis points. You did see um, large losses in Taiwan and Korea the big um, Chinese tech stocks continue to rally. So they've been rallying um, both in the US and in Hong Kong now for the last several days. Um, Alibaba, Tencent both traded up again in Hong Kong overnight. You um, know, I think a few factors are at work with regards to the China tech rally. Obviously, they're very oversold, they're very underowned, Sentiment is very negative, so that creates kind of a positive near-term backdrop from a trading perspective. Um, you also do have, you know, the fact that Chinese growth is underwhelmed in the last couple of weeks, and that's um, you know fueling some speculation about policy easing. But I think more importantly, has been the slew of announcements from a variety of different big Chinese companies especially big Chinese tech stocks, about how they are publicly embracing the Xi kind of common prosperity agenda. I think that's very important psychologically for the market, um, suggesting that you are not seeing kind of a, a um, confrontation between um, business and government with regards to kind of the Xi regulatory push. You're seeing companies kind of get on board very quickly, embrace it, and then um, make public announcements either supporting it or and or making um, you know financial commitment. So you actually had Alibaba come out, at around 5.25 AM this morning um, and commit about 100 billion yuan to the quote unquote common prosperity agenda by 2025. So that to me has been kind of the biggest shift um, with regards to China tech and that has been kind of accounting for a lot of the strength. Um, in general, it's a very slow morning in terms of big macro news. I think from the US, US equity perspective, um, you know, again, I think kind of the consensus view is that there is a lot of anxiety about missing a big spike in the market, catalyzed by a Goldilocks jobs report on Friday, meaning that you're going to see a number that um, decelerates from the last two months. Remember, June and July were over 900,000 additions for jobs. Um, you know, so that decelerates from the June-July pace on job additions, which keeps the Fed taper at a very, very slow pace. Um, but not so weak that you start to see people get more anxious about economic growth. Um, you know that that fear of missing that big rally I think was exacerbated by some of the eco data that was out on Wednesday in the U.S., including the ADP jobs report, including the employment component of the manufacturing ISM, which dropped below fifty. Um, you know, I think that's somewhat of a lazy view of the market. Um, you know, I think I, on on a on one level it kind of makes some sense, but I still think that there's too much complacency about Fed policy. I think the bar for not tapering is very, very high. You're going to have to see a disastrous jobs report tomorrow, along with more weakness in the coming months, for the Fed not to be tapering in December. Um, so I still think that you're on track for a taper. I still think it's going to be about 15 billion per month, beginning in December. Um, and then I also think you have the ECB too, that's kind of moving in the direction of tapering. You had another hot Eurozone inflation figure this morning, the PPI for July overshot the street that's consistent with the CPI out a couple of days ago, which overshot the street in Europe. Um, you have, Europe is making probably some of the best progress anywhere in the world as far as the percent of its adult population that's vaccinated. Um, you know, the, the COVID statistics there are not surging to the extent they are in other areas, So you're going to probably see next week when the ECB meets, they're not going to formally explicitly announce um, a tapering schedule, but they're definitely going to begin steering, I think, market expectations in that direction. Um, So you have the Fed and ECB kind of both heading, um, again, towards in in the direction of starting to withdraw some of that pandemic era accommodation, Um, nothing all that incremental on COVID overnight to really mention. no huge economic data other than the the eurozone PPI, which I uh, which I just went through. Um, China tech very much in focus. Already addressed that on the U.S. tech front. Um, you know, I think I think there are kind of two tracks of of uh, regulatory pressures that investors are are contemplating. So on the one hand, you have the DOJ, the FTC, especially, and then also Europe. Um, launching lawsuits targeting either uh, the search dominance and or the um, advertising dominance of Google and Facebook. I think more important has been the slew of announcements this week concerning app store policies at Apple and Google. You had one overnight where Apple came out and said they were going to be tweaking some of the policies for certain apps, um, directing individuals off the app back to the website to sign up for new subscriptions and to pay for subscriptions. That's a shift in the policy. Um, You had the South Korea decision out a couple days ago about app store policies. The app stores are hugely important for Apple and Google in terms of profitability. There was um, an information article article out earlier in the week suggesting that App store profits alone are about twenty percent of total profitability for Google and Apple. Um, that's an estimate; they don't disclose that specifically. Um, but just talk, you know, just highlighting the enormous financial importance of the apps, that app store kind of revenue stream, that that thirty percent commission stream. Um, so the announcements, I think, targeting the app stores are much more important than um, you know the DOJ. Last night, the headline on Bloomberg about how they're going to sue, um, you know, targeting Google's ad dominance. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily as relevant at all. Um, you had a few, in addition to all that, you had a couple of other more company-specific items. Chewy is probably the late is is the latest COVID beneficiary company to post underwhelming reports. So you can throw that in with Peloton and Zoom in the last week. Um, CMC Markets is off about over twenty percent in Europe this morning. Um, They came out and said that lower market volatility is cutting into transaction volume and trading revenue. A lot more examples of auto OEMs having to kind of curtail production once again because of semiconductor shortages. Um, And a few other items as well. Um, Five Below FIVE is the latest kind of dollar discount retailer in a post-underwhelming results. That was last night that follows um, uh, Dollar General and Dollar Tree last week. Um, And that is pretty much everything as far as major news items for today are concerned. Um, On the calendar for today, you really just kind of have jobless claims at 8.30. We'll be watched, just obviously given the importance of labor right now ahead of tomorrow's jobs report. And then you have a few more earnings reports, but really none of them are super important, probably other than Avago tonight after the close, AVGO, um, for semiconductors. And that is it for today, Thursday, September 2nd. Thank you for listening.